Hey everybody, I hope everyone had an amazing Thanksgiving. I know Swoop Radio did, but welcome back to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. And I apologize for not doing a podcast last week and also giving my weekly picks. I needed to take a week off just to get ready for this week's show because, man, we have a lot in store for today's podcast. We got LeBron James. We got a huge trade in the NBA. We also got weekly picks, and I got a bone to pick with the entire Eagles organization. So, which one? Which topic are we going to get into first? I honestly think we should get into how trash and how dog shit the Philadelphia Eagles have been. And as a fan, I am absolutely an analyst. I am absolutely disgusted with Howie Roseman. Doug Peterson, and Carson Wentz. All three of them need to go, but the thing is, Carson Wentz's contract, Carson Wentz is under contract for the next three seasons, and the cap hit is at least over $35 million each year. So if the Eagles get rid of Carson Wentz each year, if they got rid of him this year, it'd be over $40 million. Each year, it'll cost the Eagles over around $40 million a year if they get rid of Carson Wentz. So they cannot do that based off of the cap hit. So for everyone that wants Carson Wentz gone, he cannot be gone. But here's the problem I have. So I'm going to start with each individual. Carson Wentz. I'm going to start with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has lost all confidence in the NFL playing quarterback. He's missing wide open guys. And when guys are open, he's not throwing it to him. He's making terrible decisions. And it looks like he is starting to turn into, he's, he's a shell of himself. And it's crazy because the first half of the Washington game, the Eagles were up 17-0. Carson Wentz was balling. Then all of a sudden, he throws the interception. And since that interception, Carson Wentz has not been the same quarterback. He's missing guys. Again, missing reads. I watched the tape on Carson Wentz. Doug Peterson's play calling, yes, can be a lot better. But a part of the reason why Doug Peterson's play calling has been so trash is because Carson Wentz cannot hit a wide receiver, a tight end, or a running back if, if his life depended on it. He can't hit the broadside of a barn. That's how bad he has been. And what I think needs to happen with him, I think the Eagles need to sit him down, put in Jalen Hurts, not because Jalen Hurts is the answer and is, is the so-called savior, because Carson Wentz is your guy, but to sit him down and talk to him. Sit him down and give him a break. The Eagles did it, Andy Reid did it with Donovan McNabb numerous times. When McNabb was not playing good, just because you sit a guy and bench a guy does not mean that his job is done. Hey, Carson, you are playing your worst football. What are you seeing out there? What is going on? Because you are not the Carson Wentz of last season that led the Eagles to four straight wins in the NFC East title and the Carson Wentz of 2017. What is going on with you? What is in your head? Those are some of the things that the Eagles need to do. Which then transitions perfectly to my next guy. 
Doug Peterson. I don't know what is going on with Doug Peterson. I don't, I just, I do not get it. The play calling sucks. He needs to give it up. The play calling has been bad ever since he, ever since Frank Wright left Philadelphia. The play calling has slowly decreased year after year after year. We thought it was Mike Rowe. Clearly it wasn't Mike Rowe. It was Doug Peterson. And for next season, he is going to have to give up the play calling duties if he keeps his job. And instead of focusing on the play calling and getting so defensive over the play calling, what Doug Peterson should do is what I just talked about Carson Wentz. Sit down with Carson Wentz. Hey, what are you seeing? Hey, why are you throwing so many interceptions? What is going on with you? And actually talking with your quarterback and will and p- willing to put in the work with your quarterback instead of just having no communication on the sideline after he makes a mistake and saying, oh, Carson Wentz has just been the problem. You can't do that as a coach. Your job is to coach and to get your players right, Doug Peterson. So again, that's the problem that I'm seeing with him. He's focusing too much on the play calling and he's ignoring the fact that he has a quarterback that is struggling and he needs to talk with his quarterback. And another thing with Doug Peterson, stop putting in Jalen Hurts for a freaking play and then taking him out. If you're going to put in Jalen Hurts, put him in for a quarter. Put him in for two quarters. Let him get used to running the offense instead of putting him out there for one stinking play And then Carson Wentz gets sacked and play after. It is absolutely disgraceful what I'm watching. It's just stupid football. And that's one of the things that pisses me off about teams. I've been covering sports for four or five years now. Ever since high school ended, I started taking sports seriously. One of the worst things I hate about teams is being stupid. Having a stupid GM. That's what the Philadelphia Phillies have. And John Middleton, the president of freaking operations in Philadelphia. Absolute idiot. The Phillies had the worst bullpen. And what does this dumb bag do? What is what does he do? He re-signs half the bullpen. What are you smoking? I'm like, you just can't make this, this crap up in Philadelphia. You just can't. But back to the Eagles. I just had to let the, let you guys know. Doug Peterson is being absolute stupid. His press conferences make me want to burn the house down. I I can't stand stupidity. I just can't. Be honest with the fan base. Look, my play calling sucks this year. I need to get I need to get on my quarterback more. I need to hold my quarterback more accountable for what he's doing. And Doug Peterson has failed to do that. And now the last person, Howie Roseman. Since 2016, the last 50 players Howie Roseman has drafted, there has only been one pro bowler. One! And that was Carson Wentz in 2017. Since then, Howie Roseman has missed out and struck out hard on a lot of draft picks. Let's look at the 2017 draft pick, for example, the draft. Derek Barnett. Good, solid player. I like where we got him. Second round pick, Sidney Jones, gone. Third round pick, 
I don't even know who these picks are. I heard, I remember they pick up Pumphrey in the fourth round. Just trash. 2018. You got Dallas Goddard. But that was pretty much it. 2019. Dillard. Terrible. Miles Sanders. He is playing awful this year. Dropping passes. Really not looking like that reliable running back that we expect him to be. Everyone else, complete complete dog crap. J.J. Athega Whiteside. His mom has to hold an umbrella with him at, at practice. That's how soft he is. I don't know what the Eagles' problem is in this draft. You miss out on Justin Jefferson. I honestly think if Justin Jefferson played with the Philadelphia Eagles, he, he would have good numbers, but it would not be as great as they are now. So I just want to make that clear. Because Carson Wentz is being ter- is playing terrible. But what Hallie Roseman has done is he's trying to make the biggest splash move of the draft. And what's happening is he's missing out on the safe picks. He missed out on Dalvin Cook. Missed out on DK Metcalf. Missed out on so many guys that he could have taken. Why are you drafting a quarterback in the second round when you just signed Carson Wentz to a four or five year over $150 million contract and you know that you can't get rid of him. You're not going to pay over $40 million a year for a backup quarterback. So why the heck would you draft a quarterback in the second round when you need help in linebacker? You need help in offensive line. You need help in defensive line because Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox are getting older. Like, what are you doing? Just stupidity. What I'm talking about here in Philadelphia. Stupidity. Howie Roseman is an idiot. He's trying to he's too he's trying to hit the home run so much that he's striking out hard. Your first three rounds, you're supposed to create good solid picks that you know that can contribute right away. Justin Jefferson came out of LSU. He was supposed to be a slot receiver. I said this. The Eagles should take him. If we don't trade up to get CeeDee Lamb, we get Justin Jefferson at 21. He's a solid slot receiver. And guess what? If Justin Jefferson turns out to be a great off outside wide receiver, that's a bonus. But that way you got a guy that's a stud, good, reliable, good hands that can run the route tree. Instead, what the Eagles do, they take Jalen Rager, a guy that they could have taken in the second round. Traded up, to, not traded up, but got him as a reach. Praying that he's going to be a home run stretch the field player. Cannot run the route tree yet. He's a project. Your first round pick is supposed to be a guy that you know is solid and that's going to make big, that's going to make impact plays. Stupid. And then Travis Fulgham has been the highlight of the season. But the reason why Travis Fulgham has been on a decline these past two games is because you have a washed-up Alshon Jeffrey that you overpaid and used too much money for, and you have to play him because if you don't play him, you're just wasting your money. So Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, and Carson Wentz, you all have to look at yourselves in the mirror, and both of them, Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson, if they don't win this division, should be should lose their job immediately. Jeffrey Lurie also needs to be held accountable to president. Ever since that Super Bowl, everyone's like, oh yeah, we won a Super Bowl. Everyone's so high. But now look at the Eagles. 
Nine and seven, nine and seven, and now three, eight, and freaking one. Disgraceful. But what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. That was my topic on the Eagles. I'm going to get into some NBA news and wrap up with my weekly picks. I did not do any last week, and I also went three and two the week before. And for the year, I am now 31, 22, and one. So I'm pretty solid for the year. Now I'm actually I'm 33, sorry, 22 and one. So stick around. You're listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and iHeartRadio. I don't know why. I'm just fed up with the Eagles. But for now, stick around. You're listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the second and final topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier, I went on a rant and talked about the Philadelphia Eagles struggles. But now we got to get into some NBA news because LeBron James signed a two-year, $85 million extension. He's getting paid. He's the second highest paid player per year, just behind Damian Lillard, rightfully so. He is the greatest basketball player of this generation. Wherever you put him all time is on to you. But this contract, the two years... Is starting to make me think like, hey, could this be LeBron's last contract? Because he's under contract now for the Lakers for the next three years. By the time his last year is up, he'll be 40 years old. And he's getting paid over 40 plus million each of the each of the next three years. So he has financial security just in case he gets injured. But that in that last season. He would have a chance to be the number one scorer of all time. Whether you don't like it or not, you got to respect greatness when greatness is. And all my life, I was born in 98 when Jordan won his sixth title. Had a little had a little five-year gap where I'm growing up. I have not watched the basketball season without LeBron James in it. And I, you're just, you just have this gut feeling. When I saw that, I just had this gut feeling that this was like, hey, like this is my last contract. And over LeBron James's exhilarant and amazing career, he has made over $435 million just on NBA contracts alone. That's not including his Nike deals. That's not including all of his endorsements. They call him the king for a reason. He is clearly a Mount Rushmore player, and his impact on the basketball world is right up there with Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all the big names. LeBron James, respect to you and respect to your greatness. And another contract for the Lakers, Anthony Davis signed a five-year, $195 million contract. So now that big that big duo is going to be under contract with each other for at least the next three to four seasons as we wind down LeBron's career and... LeBron and AD. And who knows, maybe they might win a couple other championships. I'll get into that more as the NBA season gets closer and as and I, and I like to call it as I see it. But it's looking good for the Lakers. It really is. And you just got to respect greatness to LeBron and AD. We all know that LeBron can't play basketball forever, just like Tom Brady can't play quarterback forever. Peyton Manning couldn't play quarterback forever. 
So it's just going to be weird to see who's going to be that next stud that can take over the rings as the king of basketball, the best basketball player in the world. So we'll just have to wait and see, but it's just it's 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 just it's just amazing. LeBron's been in the league for 17, now going to be his 18th year, and he's under contract for another three seasons. So that'll make him play. That'll make him play at least a, at least 20 to 21 seasons in the NBA. Got to respect greatness to one of the best ever, LeBron James. Now we got to get into some other NBA news. Obviously, the Clippers got Serge Ibaka. I didn't mention that in my last last podcast. I love that move. I know the Lakers. Everyone's talking about how great the Lakers are. No, I'm not really so highly on Dennis Schroeder. I really like Rondo as the better fit as the backup point guard than Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Dennis Schroeder can get you a bucket, but he's not really a good defender. And he's a streaky shooter. He's sort of like Lou Williams where you can get physical with him and you can neutralize his game. Playoff basketball, he's not as good as he is in the regular season. But that's another topic in another hand. John Wall and Russell Westbrook. Big drop, huge trade that happened on Wednesday. John Wall is going to the Houston Rockets and Russell Westbrook's going to the Wizards. I honestly think both of them are the same player. I think John Wall is way better defensively, though, than Russell Westbrook. And we'll see who won this trade. I honestly think both teams got a fair trade. And this marks the end of an era for John Wall. Uh, he has not played the past two seasons at all, pretty much. He finessed the Wizards $72 million. But when he's healthy, he's one of the fastest point guards to ever play the game. And he's definitely the perfect complement to James Harden. He also joins DeMarcus Cousins. He's now in the Rockets. Cousins sat out this year to read to help his injury and get back in basketball shape. So we just have to wait and see what the Rockets are going to be. But we're going to conclude today's podcast. I know my basketball segments were quick. I really got into the Eagles for this podcast. I was just furious. So we got to get into Sanchez's weekly picks. And again, for the year, I'm 33, 22, and 1. Two weeks ago, I went 3 and 2. And was I, I've been okay these past couple weeks. But now we're going to get right back on track because I'm confident in these picks this week. Packers, Eagles. I got the Packers steamrolling the Eagles Rodgers has more passing touchdowns than the entire Eagles team has scored this year. 29 touchdowns Eagles have scored as a team. Rodgers, 33 passing touchdowns. Got to go Green Bay. I definitely think they get revenge from last year as well. Uh, then the way I Wentz is playing, it's not looking good. So that is my lock of the week. Take the points. Packers, 8.5. Definitely think. That the Packers, the Seahawks are not really that good defensively, so that's why I took the Eagles with the spread. But Packers take the Packers all day. Revenge from last year, and Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level. My second game that I'm looking at, Browns-Titans. Both teams are 8-3. and three. Lock on this one. Tennessee. I think Tennessee Titans, this is the, this is the time of year where Derrick Henry starts getting the ball. He's going to start... Showing everyone why he's the best back in football. The Browns, yes, they're 8-3, but they've played sloppy. They should have lost a couple games. They should have lost to Jacksonville last week. And they did not play well against the Eagles at all. I love the Titans. I think the Titans beat the Browns. Another game I'm looking at, Rams-Cardinals. The Rams are coming off of a disappointing loss to San Francisco. The Cardinals 
have been really struggling. They lost to New England. They yes, they beat Buffalo, but it was off an off of a Hail Mary. So like which team is gonna win? I honestly I like the Arizona Cardinals to win this game. The Rams are due for a loss and the Cardinals are due for a big win again. The NFC West is wide open. This is a huge game. And I, I'm gonna go with the Arizona Cardinals. And my last game of the week that I'm looking at, there's not really a lot of good games this week, so I'm just sticking the four. So far, I got Eagles. I'll do five because I'll replace the Cowboys with the Giants. So I picked the Packers. I picked the Titans. I picked the Cardinals. I'm going to pick Seattle to beat the Giants. And then my last game, I'm going to take the Bills to beat the 49ers. So those are my five games of the week. Packers, Titans, Cardinals, Seahawks, and Bills. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend out there. Stay safe with COVID. Tune in every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm your host, Super Radio with Josh Sanchez on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SwoopRadio underscore. Thank you, everyone that has been listening. Swoop Radio has now expanded to eight different countries this year alone. But stay safe, guys. Love you guys. This is Josh signing off. Swoop!